From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Welcome you to this broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. This week, Dr. Cairns continues a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, A Completed Sacrifice. The text is Leviticus chapter 1 and verse 4. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. If by that laying on of his hand the bullock became the offerer's sacrifice, how much more shall Jesus become ours by the laying on of the hand of faith? My faith doth lay her hand on that dear head of thine, while like a penitent I stand, and there confess my sin. If a bullock could be accepted for him to make atonement for him, how much more shall the Lord Jesus be our full and all-sufficient propitiation? Some quarrel with the great truth of substitution. But as for us, it is our hope, our joy, our boast, our all, Jesus is accepted for us to make atonement for us, and we are accepted in the Beloved. Let the reader take care at once to lay his hand on the Lord's completed sacrifice, that by accepting it he may obtain the benefit of it. If he has done so once, let him do it again. If he has never done so, let him put out his hand without a moment's delay, Jesus is yours now, if you will have him. Lean on him, lean hard on him, and he is yours beyond all question. You are reconciled to God, your sins are blotted out, and you are the Lord's.
If anything is obvious in this modern society, it is that people are confused, frightened, and uncertain about the future. Where does one look for the solution to the universal problems of guilt, doubt, and temptation? A number of years ago, Dr. Alan Cairns produced a booklet entitled A New Beginning, which deals with such questions as, How may I have my sins forgiven and my guilt removed? How may I be sure that I possess eternal life and that I am not deluding myself? And how may I enjoy the Christian life and live above constant failure and frustration? Dr. Cairns answers these questions from the Word of God. A new beginning is for inquirers into the nature of the Christian message of salvation and for Christians desiring to gain a good grasp of the first principles of the gospel. It is useful for both personal use and for group study and discussion. For a free copy of A New Beginning, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak. 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of A New Beginning, and we'll be happy to provide it. On this week's broadcast, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the person and work of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 15, verse 26, and in chapter 16, verse 14, the Lord Jesus Christ explained to his disciples that the chief function of the Holy Spirit is to testify of Christ. Then he declared that the Spirit's work is in convicting the ungodly of their sin. His work in believers is to show them Christ and what they have in Him. As he continues this message called The Revealer of Christ, 
Dr. Cairns details the various works of the Spirit in the lives of believers. Now, here is Dr. Cairns. How does the Holy Spirit make a man holy? 2 Corinthians 3.18 will tell you how he makes him holy. In the Word of God, as we look into that mirror, he shows us Christ. That's the wonderful thing about Scripture. You look into any other mirror, and you see yourself. Now, there is a sense that I see myself when I look into the Bible. But the unique thing about this spiritual mirror is that when I look into it, I see Christ. You look into an ordinary mirror, and what is there is reflecting what's on the outside. But here in this divine mirror, you look into it, and you see Christ, and what's on the outside is changed to look like what's on the inside. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Oh, that's the wonder of the Spirit's work. That's how He makes you holy. You don't get holy just by willpower. You don't get holy just by screwing up your resolve. You don't get holy just by taking a guilt trip and saying, well, now because I did that, I've got to counterbalance it by doing that. That's not how you get holy. You don't get holy just by repression and suppression. Holiness, my friend, does involve a battle with the old man. It does involve a battle with the world. It does involve a battle with the devil. But holiness is wrought within the life when we do what the Savior says and search the Scriptures. When the Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us in Scripture, and the more He shows us of Christ, the more He will conform us to the image of Christ. And that is the work of sanctification. In our tribulation, in our confrontations with the devil and the enemy of our souls, what does the Holy Spirit do? He shows us Christ. You remember Joshua? Others could sleep, but Joshua couldn't. He was in the eve of the greatest battle of his life. He was going to seek to take the oldest fortified city now known to man ever to have existed, the city of Jericho, an impregnable fortress. What could he do as he paced around in the wee small hours? He met with Christ. Ah, there, in a nutshell, you have what God the Holy Spirit does to his people in all their tribulations. My friend, when you are going through the valley of trouble, when there are trials and when there are temptations, when you're confronted with every sort of fury that would break your mind and break your heart, you would need God, the Holy Spirit, to show you Christ. And he'll comfort you. And he'll strengthen you. And he'll encourage you. And he'll give you victory. And what does the Holy Spirit do in glorification? Does he not, even when you get to heaven, what does he do there? Is he not still showing you Christ? 
Did Paul not say in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 12, Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. I think of those wonderful words of the psalmist in Psalm 17 and verse 15. As for me. Others can say and do as they will. Others can plan and scheme as they will. Others can set their sights on various goals. But as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. That's heaven, you know. That's heaven. Oh, you talk about the gold in the street. That's the least part of heaven. As people sing about the pearl-hung gates, and I'm very happy to read what the Bible has to say about those gates, but those again are among the least parts of heaven. People talk about us meeting our loved ones in heaven, and I thank God for every loved one that we will meet in heaven. But again, dare I say it today, these would be among the lesser parts of heaven. What is the glory of heaven? The Lamb is all the glory. And glorification will consist first in the sight of Christ. We will see him whom having not seen, we love. We see Jesus. We not only see Jesus, but there will be a complete similarity to Jesus. We will be like him. And when we see him, and when we're totally like him, then will we be satisfied. You know, that would make any place heaven. To see Christ and to be like him. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in every area of Christian experience. It is to reveal Christ. Now let me very quickly show you how this applies. This is the doctrine can I give you the reason for this, first of all? I want to be very quick here, for I do want to get on to something that's very simple and very practical. But the reason for this is that God is glorified in Christ. God cannot be glorified apart from Christ. The glory of God shines in the face of Jesus Christ. And if Christ is omitted, then the glory of God is omitted. That's why the Holy Spirit is always glorifying Christ. There's another reason why he's always glorifying Christ. And my how blessedly simple and yet sublime this is. The Holy Spirit is always glorifying Christ because the Lord Jesus Christ is the answer to the need of every man, of every nation, of every period, in every situation. That's why the Holy Spirit is always speaking of Christ. Because Christ is the answer. He is the answer. He's the answer for the sinner. Man, if you're here this morning with a burden of guilt, if you're in this meeting this morning with a heart that's darkened and broken by sin, if you're in this meeting today and you have a conscience that will not be at rest, 
If you're in this meeting and you're afraid of dying and going out to hell, then the Holy Spirit would point you to Christ and tell you there's a Savior from all sin. Jesus Christ is able to save you. If you're here today with a deep stain of uncleanness or ungodliness, he points you to the fountain filled with blood, and he tells you the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses from all sin. You're here today as a sinner of whatever kind. Man, the Holy Ghost, would point you to Jesus. The Holy Spirit does the same for backsliders. You're here today. Do you remember you walked well with God and He has spoiled you for the world, but you're here in misery? You're not going on with God, you're not enjoying Christ, and yet you can never enjoy the world. You're in a sort of a spiritual limbo, a miserable condition to be in. Man, the Holy Spirit, Christ, the devil whispers, you've blown it all. There's no way back. You can never be happy in the Lord again. You can never be useful to the Lord again. But the Holy Spirit reminds you of the word of First John. 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sinner, backslider, saint of God, whatever your need or situation, the Holy Spirit points you to Christ. If you're burdened, he points you to Christ, for burdens are lifted at Calvary. If you're bereaved, he points you to Christ, for he is your consolation. If you're poor and you're needy, he points you to Christ and he promises when the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. The Lord Jesus Christ is the answer to every man's need. That's why the Holy Spirit is always emphasizing Christ. But listen, here's where it all comes home to roost now. I have taken a long time to establish my point this morning because the outcome can be very devastating. If the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God is so totally centered on the person and work of Jesus Christ, What are we to say about most religious men and movements who have little or nothing to say about Jesus Christ or who perhaps denigrate and blaspheme the Christ of God? I am saying that in the ministry of the Holy Spirit we are given a divine standard of evaluation and discernment and judgment whereby we can come to biblical conclusions about men and movements. I am forever hearing, judge not that ye be not judged. It is always wrong to quote scripture in a bad cause. I am not to judge by one standard and want to be judged by another. That's what the Lord is teaching in Matthew 7. I am not to be viciously or personally censorious 
I am not to set up myself as a standard of judgment. But my friend, if I am a Christian, I must accept God's judgment. And when God the Holy Spirit has delivered himself so clearly from Genesis to Revelation, for that his work is to glorify Jesus Christ, then I can honestly say that those apostates who deny the deity of Christ, and who deny the virgin birth of Christ, and who deny the blood of Christ, and who mock the resurrection of Christ, I tell you they are not Christians. Now they may be Presbyterians, but they're not Christians. They may be Baptists, but they're not Christians. Here's God's standard. It is against this background that, for instance, we're to see the doctrine of separation. The doctrine of separation is not to come out from people just because you don't like the way they walk up the aisle, or you don't like the tone of the minister's voice, or you don't like the way he parts his hair, or you don't like some other foolish little thing about him. The church of Jesus Christ needs to be delivered from schism that is based on such petty things. But the doctrine of separation centers on the preciousness of Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you, when the Pope of Rome takes the name of Christ, when the Pope of Rome blasphemes the blood of Christ, and when at every Mass he denies the final, all-sufficient expiation of Christ, I want to tell you, I don't care if, as the Bible says, all the world goes wandering after the beast. As a Christian, I must separate from him. There can be no unity. When Protestants so-called either go along with Rome, or sometimes even get worse than Rome, and come out blatantly to oppose Christ. I cannot say church affiliation is all important. I've always been a Presbyterian, therefore I'm going to be a Presbyterian. My friend, no, that is not this, what a Christian's got to say. I am for Jesus Christ. I am a companion of all them that fear his name. And I am separated from all those that blaspheme his name. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, 
fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we let the Bible speak. (music) 